सहनावतु सहनौ हुनक्तु सहवीर्यम करवावहै तेजस्विन्नावधीतमस्तुमाविद्विशावहै ओम शांत शांत शांति ओम नमस्ते अस्तु भगवन् विश्वेश्वराय महादेवायत्रयम् वकायत्रपुरान्तका त्रिकालाग्निकालाय कालाग्निरुद्राय नीलकंठाय मृत्युंजयाय सर्वेश्वराय सदाशिवाय श्रीमन्महा The prayer called Shri Rudram, we've been learning a few things about that. The uh, prayer is put forth from the, in the beginning at least, and which we are going to study now, the first Anuvaka, from the standpoint of the psychological order. From the standpoint of my own omissions and commissions, from the standpoint of my own pains and fears and sorrows. Yesterday we were talking about bhakti and cultivation of bhakti. One of the problems in cultivating bhakti is that Bhagavan becomes an object of fear. Rather than the very truth of the subject, Bhagavan becomes fearful. Extremely fearful. Why? Because he is presented, first of all he is presented as he. Only in our tradition we say he, she. Every other tradition it is only he, 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 he. Correct? And so it is presented as this chastiser. What is that judgment day? Even in the, you know, even in the Christian uh, tradition, I suppose it's their idea of karma. There is must be, there is some judgment day. And on that day all, whatever has been done is judged by this God who is supposed to be loving. But be careful. You know, this is the thing. <laughs> so there's always this fear-based relationship to Bhagavan. And because of this fear-based relationship to Bhagavan, there is this, you know, the, every there is a big... Uh, what is that block to relating? Yesterday we were talking about relating to Bhagavan and what happens, what is a big pratibandha or a block there is my own fear. Because it's not like any person I know. Bhagavan is not like a friend, even though we say we can have sakha bhakti, we can treat Bhagavan as a friend and relate to Bhagavan, but for that a certain background and a little emotional maturity and the ability to go beyond one's fear needs to be there already in place before, you know, before proceeding further in this direction. If that is not there, the general way of dealing with Bhagavan is through fear. I am terribly afraid. Why am I afraid? First of all, not locally available. Correct? Second of all, put forth as the mother and the father of the universe. And we have enough uh, Raudra Rupa, what, you know, Kali is there. And the, the masculine counterpart of Kali is what? 
Kalabhairava is there and all these images of, you know, Chandi, Chamundi, etc. They, they are all frightening. They are all very, very frightening because first of all, we don't know and second of all, you know, it's very difficult to relate to Bhagavan as the cause of the universe when the cause of the universe includes the role of the punisher, oh. the chastiser of the universe. Not just cause of the universe, the chastiser of the universe, the one who has to upbraid the people constantly. And uh, like even in the promise in the Bhagavad Gita, yada yada hi dharmasya glanir bhavati, whenever dharma is neglected, that time only I will come, not at other times. <laughs> I am not going to come when everybody is, you know, happy and dharmic and relating to one another with, uh, you know, with friendship and love. I am only going to come when this order of dharma, which is, which is what? Instituted by me, when that is breached, when that, you know, becomes so difficult to follow for people, then I can come and lend a quote-unquote helping hand. And what does that helping hand look like? You know? Yeah. Paritranaya sadhunam. And then what? Vinashaya chadushkritam. Bhagavan, for Bhagavan it is easy to say. In, in order to protect the sadhus and then off the other people. Who are the other people? Non-sadhus. Now, from the standpoint of this sad little jiva, you know, where do I put myself? Am I a sadhu? You know, am I a you know person who is worthy of being protected, or am I, you know, one of the duskritas? Duskritas means doing bad, wrong things. And you know, these wrong things are very interesting because it it hooks into the feeling of guilt. Right away in the beginning. You know, the person is very guilty. And indeed, uh, there is a kind of a level of, uh, you know, guilt. Depends on where one is. You know, one can feel guilty about a very small thing. A tiny thing is enough. You know, forgot to do something. Forgot to light the lamp before uh, polishing off breakfast, you know. (laughs) That itself sometimes makes people so frightened and afraid, they are not able to get past it. Every day they will be wondering, what will happen as a result of this? I forgot to offer the food, light the lamp, you know, already I have simplified the puja so much. And then even from this (laughs) simplified puja, simplified puja means you should just have a lot of akshata, you know. What is akshata? (laughs) That rice with turmeric, turmeric coated rice. You know, Vastrartham, Akshatan, Samarpayami, everything, you know. Naivedyartham, Akshatan, Samarpayami, you know, everything. I, we, we are already doing so many substitutions, you know. Everything is substituted. And then in this substituted, reduced, you know, truncated uh, puja, edited, abridged, you know, full of uh, full stops. Where there should be commas in the puja, we have put a big full stop, you know. And then, even that, now I have reduced it to the lowest common denominator. I'm just going to fold my hands, light one lamp, and then just show the food from very far, you know, enough. And even that I forgot to do means, 
this is very bad <laughs> and so the person is already guilty and for the guilty person you know what happens then the mind starts to go into what is called overdrive and what does the overdrive look like first there is this feeling oh my god i'm so sorry i shouldn't have done this this is awful of me why did i do this you know and even the upanishad acknowledges these feelings taitri upanishad says kimaham sadhu na karavam kimaham paapam karavam iti why did i do the wrong thing <laughs> why didn't i do the right thing this is what upanishad also says that this is the lament of the jiva the regular refrain because even the slightest omission and commission make me fearful whereas if you ask a pathological you know person who is a you know what is that a habitual offender what does habitual offender mean the one who offs people habitually this is <laughs> that's why habitual offender you know <laughs> so that is that is this fellow and if you do an interview do you feel bad you have offed so many people yeah a little bit you know this <laughs> it's this guilt is all relative so where do i put myself am i a dushkrita or a sukrita you know am i am i a wrong doer or am i one of the people who are going to be protected when this avatara comes and you know the avatara does not come alone it comes with astra shastras everything it comes with everything needed you know so many incarnations along with it come to, to lend a helping hand to fulfill this promise and this promise is a terrifying promise it it feels good somewhere deep down but on the surface because of my own guilt and my inability to relate to it relate to this situation there is you know fear there is total fear so this uh, you know even though we say cultivate bhakti actually this should be a continuation of uh, yesterday but that's okay it still is so even though we say cultivate the bhakti and in order to overcome fear this is a catch 22 situation in order to overcome fear i have to cultivate bhakti you know but in i cannot cultivate bhakti because i have fear so this guilt ridden fearful person is 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 approaching a new terrain and what is this terrain this terrain of relating to bhagavan so what i have to offer right in the beginning is just my own fear my own projection of this chastising bhagavan this scolding bhagavan because bhagavan being the cause of the universe always becomes an authority figure and everybody is afraid of authority figures naturally why because of one's own childhood one's own past life that is why one is afraid and why is one afraid why why, why that childhood because in the childhood mother said don't do this father said you know so many things and so that unresolved authority issues within oneself this is very important the unresolved authority issues within oneself become the material for projecting on to every authority figure starting with bhagavan this is what happens so the bhagavan is conveniently becomes a sitting duck for all my projections my dejection my projection everything 
and so therefore what should i do with it i mean i cannot overcome it until i go through with it and so therefore in the beginning itself you know one is allowed to to relate to bhagavan from the standpoint of fear so in the beginning one is not doing namaste astu bhagavan one is saying wait this is the hand gesture this is not the hand gesture the hand gesture of holding the hands is a very different it's a supplication a gesture of supplication so gesture of surrender but this requires a lot of emotional maturity to even start doing in the beginning it is ouch don't come near me save me help me don't do this so this is the namaste in the beginning okay not anything else this is not the namaste this is the namaste so this is how one relates one relates in a in a one relates with fear so the new namaste is what this you know and this is a ninja stance puja swami ji's famous words yeah this is all fear based you know relationship in the beginning it's like you are coming after me i cannot even meet the brilliance of your eyes i just want to go away but here i am forced to pray because if i don't pray may worse things may happen because this is just the human thinking and so therefore you know i am guarded and i am terribly frightened guarded and frightened is the is the first approach to this whole situation and therefore this you know we have to appreciate this prayer we have to appreciate the culture in which this kind of a relating is allowed it's okay to be afraid and even when i declare my fear when i make it into a public fact a social fact that fear resolves very interesting because people are not just generally afraid people are afraid of fear very interesting think about it people are not afraid yes people are afraid from starting with cockroaches of everything but people are afraid of being afraid being in the grip of fear so here even in relating to bhagwan like this you know with my hands shielding me oh don't be cruel be nice to me please even in that i'm publicly declaring the fear and when i declare the fear it loses the bite it loses the hold it has to because what i am afraid of is fear itself and the best antidote to fear is to welcome it from the standpoint of the witness and here here when i go like this and i am afraid i am already welcoming the fear i am acknowledging the fear so in this way you know even the the die hard non bhakta the one who is convinced that not even an ounce of bhakti is possible in me is quote unquote converted by the first anuvaka very interesting you know because the vedas beauty is this that it 
meets you where you are it doesn't expect you to become somebody overnight it has lot of room for growth it gives you lot of time and in fact so much time lifetime after lifetime after lifetime you know this is what is called mother shruti only a mother can do that and adi shankara says that the shruti is like a thousand functional mothers we have to add this word functional these days yeah a thousand functional mothers you know one mother who knows what she is doing we need one good mother you know her love we can imagine how much she sacrifices how much her love is not just for her children but just for everyone she becomes a loving presence and then imagine multiply that one by 1000 and that is the shruti and that veda which has given us this prayer is very aware she is very aware the mother veda is very aware that this bhakti is not you know an overnight transformation you cannot transform these people into overnight bhaktas not only that the bhakti itself in the process of relate, relating to bhagwan it there are lot of what is called pratibandhas blocks resistances fears obstacles which have to be removed and the removal of it is also you know it's on it's on the psychological level alone because really on the level of the absolute there is no fear because fear needs at least two entities correct yeah i am afraid then the the word afraid the uh, you know i fear this verb fear is a transitive verb correct immediately some you know, transitive fourth grade you think about grammar yeah some people are looking blank Tra- transitive means that sakarmaka dhatu means it has an it it it, it requires an object certain other words are intransitive like you know i sit you cannot ask you sit what no i fear what do you fear correct i'm afraid afraid of what so it begs a question and so therefore this fear is as a result of the the duality so you need minimum two things to be afraid of course i am always there i and then what what is it that i'm afraid of ha huh? i atma and what am i afraid of anatma not i yeah because i'm not afraid of i you know unless there is a severe mental problem you know the left hand is not afraid i'm not afraid of my hands i'm not afraid of my legs or feet you know unless there is some severe splitting i'm not afraid of my mind either most of the most of the days and so the fear is always based not on the subject so much as much as an object so the atma is afraid of what anatma dwahi padarthav there are only two things in this universe atma anatmanav atma anatmanav dwahi padarthav there are only two things in this world i and 
not I. So I can't be afraid of I. We need some special circumstances for that. So who am? What am I afraid of? Not I. What am I subject afraid of? Object. Now the interesting thing is this: the subject is afraid of the object. You know, and in the you know connect this to the vision, which says all there is is atma. There is no anatma. Anatma, the object, resolves into the subject. The subject does not resolve at all. Does not need to resolve. Is irresolute. Is not subject to resolution. What do we mean by the object resolves into the subject? Because the object has a very iffy existence. Anatma has an existence. We cannot deny that there are objects. You know, right in front of me, there are so many objects. Starting with this flower, correct? So, flower, anatma, I, atma. And if supposing I am given to allergies, this flower will become an object of fear, correct? So, we need two things to be afraid. And but here, in the vision of the Veda, this anatma is. A projection of the atma, the projection, much like in one's dream. In the dream, you know, you can dream up some scary things, correct? You can dream up like a child's uh, nightmare will always have some monsters and some things, you know, whatever they see on TV, perhaps. And even as adults, you know, one's uh, all the fears during the day recycle. Into the dream at night, they all get recycled and they become nightmares. So, in this nightmare, if there are frightening things, you know, are they really there? No, they are just a projection of my own fears, desires, and my own knowledge and memory. This becomes the material for the dream jagat. Correct. So, too for the waking jagat. This atma, in the form of Parmeshwara, has projected this whole universe of names and forms, to which I am unable to relate, because each name and each form evokes, or potentially can evoke fear, because because of my self ignorance, I am unable to see those names and forms as nothing other than me. That sarvatma bhava is not there. Therefore, there is a, you know, there is a belief in the multiplicity as being real. Whereas, in the vision of the Veda, only Atma has the privilege of usurping this term "real," because the definition of real is what that which can never be negated. Yeah. Can the flower be negated? Yes. Very easily, you know. In fact, you don't even have to destroy the flower or wait for it to wilt to negate it, because you just have to ask a few more questions, and the flower is negated. Because you have to say, "What is this? The truth of the flower? A flower tree, flower bush. What is the truth of this bush? Seed. 
And what is the truth of the seed? You know? What do you have to say? Another tree. Another seed. See, immediately you have gone into an infinite regress. This, this itself shows the iffy nature of everything in this jagat except I. It all resolves. And the I never resolves because the I is never an object. Always the subject. I objectify this flower. I objectify all the objects in the universe. But I don't have to objectify myself. You know? Some people tried. You know? That's why that uh, some philosopher said, I think, therefore I am. Really? You think that's why you are? Huh? Think about it. You know? So when you don't think, do you cease to exist? Huh? Yes? No? Everybody is looking doubtful. Yeah. When you don't think, do you cease to exist when you don't think? No. Whether you think or not, you are. Yes? This is what I am saying. That the I never resolves. Everything resolves. Because everything has a cause and that cause, it doesn't take time for that cause to become because. Shirt is because fabric is. And then fabric is because yarn is. So in the beginning we thought shirt was an entity. And then the shirt became the because. Fabric became the cause. Fabric becomes because. Yarn becomes cause. Yarn becomes because. Fibers become cause. Fibers become because. Molecules become cause. Molecules become because. Particles become cause. And at this level you have to stop somewhere. Because, you know, the particle... And uh, and the observer start to interact in very interesting ways. This is the at the level of quantum physics. In a way, the observer is affecting this experiment. So the particle, you know, if you look at the particle and and say, "Are you a particle or a wave?" It asks back, "What do you want me to be?" <laughs> Do you want me to be a wave? Here, I will wave, no problem. (laughs) Do you want me to be a particle? I will show up as a particle. This itself shows that between the observer and the observed, there is really not all these levels of distance and these things that we attribute to it. The observed resolves into the observer. The observer does not resolve at all. Because even in sleep, ahamasmi, Waking, of course, aham asmi. Dreaming, aham asmi. I am, I am, I am. Because even in sleep, after sleep, you know, whether the sleep is in class or at home, after sleep what happens? One wakes up, I am. And then whose sleep was it? Mine or somebody else's? You don't say the neighbor went to sleep and I woke up. Never happens. It's my own sleep. I am the witness to it. Not at the time of sleeping because the mind has gone into a causal, you know, situation. But upon waking, I am the one I know I had gone to sleep. I know I woke up. 
I don't say I don't know somebody's dream I dreamt. Nobody says that. It's my own dream. And so the I never resolves. And this I is is identified as none other than that sentient consciousness which is Bhagavan. That consciousness which is Bhagavan. This Atma is nothing but Ishvara. This is the vision. And in and when this vision is not known, everything in the universe is ready to appears ready to attack. This is the thing. And this fearfulness stops me from relating to Bhagavan. Even though because of the fear I need to relate to Bhagavan. But because of the fear I am unable to relate. And this becomes the first obstacle to the prayer. Because this consciousness, you know, we don't have this judgmental Bhagavan. Primarily because it is depicted, this Bhagavan is depicted as someone who is the same as I. I say, Ahamasmi, I am, and when that I is reduced to, you know, beyond this body-mind-sense complex, when I remove all the variables connected to this I, wrongly identified with this I, then what I get is awareness, consciousness. And then when you disrobe Ishvara on the other side of this Mahavakya equation, you, you just take off all of the glory of Ishvara, this cape of glories. You know, Jagat Karta, Jagat Harta, you know, the creator of the universe, the resolver of the universe, the maintainer of the universe, Dharta, Bharta, Samharta, everything. All these agency you take away from Ishvara. What is there? It's all knowledge. So that's why this flower is non-separate from me. Because when I say flower exists, the existence of the flower, it does not really belong to the flower. Why? Because it really, you know, the existence is borrowed because after a while it will cease to exist in this particular form. So when I say flower exists, exists, the existence is borrowed, quote-unquote, from the Atma alone. So that Sat, flower Asti, that Asti is borrowed. And flower Bhati, Bhati means what? Becomes evident to me, shines as an object. Why does it shine as an object? Because it is all knowledge. Flower is means, flower knowledge is. Now think, what else is flower other than knowledge? You know, it's a knowledge. And who is cognizing it? You know, I, I am also all knowledge. This all knowledge, I is cognizing this flower, which is also all knowledge. Chit, that's chit. And nobody can say flower is ananta, ananda. It's no, you cannot say flower is limitless. But really speaking, you know, the flower brings out or makes my own limitlessness evident. Because flower comes, flower goes, I am. So the flower becomes the nimitta of bringing out 
my own limitlessness. So therefore, this whole jagat with its iffy existence, it's called a dependent reality. That's why it is called mithya. It depends on the atma. Atma does not depend on anything else. Just we have our stock example. What is that? To show, illustrate this dependence, what do, what do we have? Stock example? Pot clay, of course. Pot clay. As Vedantins, we should know a few things. We should definitely know pot clay. See, you can impress your friends at the parties. And then, what else do you need to know? Definitely. That's a very good one. Rope snake, you must know. And then one more word is very useful. You should say everything is as though. Are you afraid? As though. <laughs> Are you angry? As though. You know that you can't get away, especially at home. But uh, you can certainly try. So with these three phrases, pot clay, rope snake, gold ornament, you know, like this, as though. Really, this is enough. Of course, understanding it takes some time, but at least repeating it, you know, becomes closer to gaining the understanding. So this is what it is, you know, pot clay in this instance. The whole pot is nothing but clay. But you cannot say clay is pot. Pot is clay dependent on clay. Pot comes, pot goes. Clay is, correct? Similarly, this whole jagat, all the things have this kind of a Variable existence, stretched out and spread and manifest on the canvas of the invariable. The invariable alone manifests as the variable without undergoing any change. This is our vision. Without undergoing any change, it manifests as variable. Like even your own knowledge manifests in the, in the dream. Your own knowledge manifests in the dream. Similarly, this whole jagat is like a, has, has got a dream-like significance. You can say, you know, it is Ishwara's projection. Don't say it's Ishwara's dream. Then we'll start dissociating. It's Ishwara's projection. And that projection, just like in the dream, you occupy every little square inch of your dream. Ishwara occupies the Jagat. You know, a few years ago there was this Occupy movement. Now, Ishwara started it. Bhagavan started it. Now, here, we, you know, we just, uh, we can only occupy because of our limitations, body-wise, you know, mind-wise. You can occupy maybe Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. You know, occupy one city. But here, Bhagavan said, Occupy Jagat. Yeah. Tadeva anupravishat. Tad asrijat created, so to speak, anupravishat, entered and occupied everything in the creation. So when you say everything exists, that existence does not belong to the discrete objects in the creation. It is, you know, it is that, that existence of Bhagavan that is lending itself to all things that have name, form, you know that I can look at, that I can objectify. So this being the situation, you know, the problem is that this mithya, 
mithya means the dependent reality which can neither be affirmed nor denied categorically because you cannot say flower is not there it's all maya we can say that but you cannot say flower is illusion because you see it it is available for transaction you know so you cannot deny the flower but you cannot affirm its existence as flower is you cannot do that so therefore this in between reality is the problem is what is the cause of what is that called samsara samsaro you know samsaro or the other that is what samsara is <laughs> yeah yeah and the samsari is the one who is very very sorry all the time you know subject to guilt hurt all these things because the 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 as though is taken to be real this is where my problem comes this is why i am riddled with fear and this is why this shri rudram is needed on many many levels it's a beautiful fantastic you know fantastic protection from fear and starts off relating to bhagavan from the standpoint of the person who is afraid who is terrified actually so the non separateness of that which is created in relation to the creator it only goes one way just like pot and clay so everything that is here that is manifest has the presence of bhagavan is not without the presence of bhagavan is populated by bhagavan is occupied by bhagavan so therefore everything in the universe is sacred is the only vision that says it everything that is here is sacred and when everything is sacred how can it destroy me how can it have any effect over me but i don't see it as sacred so the problem is in my own vision adjustment not in how in what is so if everything is sacred and whatever is there has the presence of ishvara we can say isha vasyam idam sarvam all that is here is pervaded by ishvara sarvam khalu idam brahma everything that is here is brahman another name for ishvara so we can easily say that everything that is here is brahman alone wonderful that non separateness alone allows us to have this vision we don't have the concept of god as someone who is outside of the universe because how can bhagavan be outside of the universe then what is this universe an orphaned universe bhagavan created the universe you know like the sometimes you know these uh, chickens they lay at the egg especially these modern chickens they don't know how to sit on their eggs real they really don't know this has been kind of bred out of them i suppose once they said you know to me please can you be you know bless this uh, hatchery and i said what is going on here i don't know you know no are you killing anything no 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 we are just hatching eggs you know can you please bless the hatchery so i went there and then they showed the incubator and all the eggs are there and these useless chicken are running around full grown 
you know shamelessly they are running around i said why are they not sitting on the eggs they don't know how they lay the eggs and run away so to bhagwan <laughs> brahmanda they <laughs> you know bhagwan laid one egg and then just walked off like this chicken that doesn't even know how to sit and you know how to sit and hatch its own egg that's brahmanda actually means <laughs> anda here means egg yeah so you know bhagwan cannot be like that that is not our understanding of bhagwan that you know he just lay the egg and go away so bhagwan cannot be outside of the universe if bhagwan is outside of the universe we can never say ananta limitless you cannot say bhagwan is confined inside the universe wo bhi theek nahi hai that is also not quite all right correct bhagwan confined inside the universe okay i am confined inside the universe okay that is believable because i feel so i have the experience of being you know imprisoned by even starting with his body mind sense complex i can say i feel confined but if bhagwan also started to say i feel confined so what is the solution you know so bhagwan cannot be outside of space bhagwan cannot be inside space now we just have to conclude space is non separate from bhagwan time is non separate from bhagwan in all these orders including my own fear and the psychological order non separate from bhagwan but yet this bhagwan transcends this order this is this is where the problem lies in this understanding and and for this a number of traditions have floundered and what have they done you know they 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 want bhagwan to be infallible okay theek hai and then what then how do you explain things that you don't like that are happening how do you explain injustice how do you explain people dying how do you explain young children dying even before they've had a chance to see anything how do you explain all this there is no explanation because you cannot say god did it and if you say god did it what will happen you know you won't feel good about this god you know so therefore they have to bring in a new entity what is that ha ah. what is that entity yeah e will e will with d in front of it yeah <laughs> that is how you have to bring in that because the 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 belief the instinctive belief is that god should be all good nobody wants to pray to a bad god you know nobody wants to pray to a god that is making mistakes all the time oh i think i goofed up here you know nobody wants to that god is not worth praying i make mistakes okay but bhagwan that i relate to should not make mistakes so what is the problem here the problem is one of non understanding so you bring in a parallel reality called evil called devil shaitan whatever it is and what happens to this uh, shaitan you know that then you you are stuck with this evil overpowering bhagwan 
both of them are you know screaming for souls no 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 this one is mine bhagwan says and uh, devil says no ye mera hai you know <laughs> give me this so this ridiculous you know you can believe something that is beyond reason but this is against reason so we have this dichotomy that is in our minds in our ignorant minds between two you know uh, opposing entities good and bad we have enshrined it in the form of god and devil and then to make matters worse they say the devil also comes in the form of god sometimes yo rama what to do after this no where to go how to recognize very difficult sometimes devil also talks just like god very difficult this is not something we can you know this in fact foments the fear that is already there because i'm afraid of getting under the grip of this devil you know i had a very interesting conversation once i went uh, somewhere uh, in europe and there were all these uh, young uh, uh, pakistani lads that were there and then uh, they said to me you know they just they just wanted to know what is this you know tradition so i explained a little bit they were very interested they said uh, can you tell us more and of course there was along with them from some other country one uh, ulema was there a big person in the in the and in fact he was very big he 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 has the power to write fatwas very few of them do so you know and uh, supposedly he wrote only good fatwas you know uh, that's what i was told you know but then they were afraid to talk in front of him they said can we go somewhere else and talk i said okay so then they started to talk and then they said you know they were very happy with they said what is your name for uh, uh, devil i said we don't have devil no but what are all these things we see they had read some uh, what is that comics uh, you know puranic stories what is that ah that amar comics they had read and they said oh you have all these fellows with big teeth i said you know those are all devotees gone wrong none of <laughs> they are all our people only in fact they are us you know when we are not at our best you know that's all it is you know they are just depictions and caricatures of ourselves when we are defensive offensive and afraid and when there is too much hubris this is what we are and then you know they were fascinated by this they took notes they were so happy then they said what even after listening to this for half an hour they said how should i recognize the devil i said you know you are asking for how to recognize the horns of the rabbit i said the horns of the rabbit are non existence so i cannot give you a tutorial on how to recognize something that doesn't exist it because that that possibility was not at all there in the mind and then you know then they said okay we'll ask the same question to the ulema so we all went back to the meeting room and then we were sitting in the ulema ulema ji was also sitting and then you know they asked the same question to him he was not speaking english so it it went through a translator and then the response was it is very difficult to recognize devil it is difficult to recognize god but it's even more difficult to recognize devil because devil can take the form of god i said ayyo yo really yes <laughs> and then i said then i also asked a question can god take the form no 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 never god will never take the form of devil devil then who becomes more powerful this devil who is the impersonator 
and the devil is delimiting god's limitlessness so you can never say bhagwan is ananta you cannot say that if this concept of you know evil is enshrined to a an independent force of bhagwan uh, sorry a force independent of bhagwan we cannot you know there is no reconciliation possible that's why you have to resort to this belief you know there is just a belief in god belief in devil we don't say it bhagwan is a matter of belief for us it's a matter of study of enquiry of understanding as non separate from this i so thankfully in our tradition we don't have these entities but then there are bad things that are happening yes there are bad things that are happening how do we understand this how do we reconcile this you cannot say bhagwan did it no bhagwan you know is not doing anything bhagwan is that that transcends this dichotomy of good and bad how how is this possible because we have two two forms in which we recognize bhagwan one is as non separate from the things in the jagat you know apara prakriti you know apara prakriti means this manifest nature where everything is nothing but bhagwan so certain faces of bhagwan i don't like to see but that is also a manifestation of bhagwan and then we have also the the para prakriti the transcendental form that form which has no attributes no dichotomies nothing so the immanent meaning that which obtains even as every every discrete atom in the universe the immanent nature or the immanent definition of bhagwan and then the second one is the transcendental definition from the standpoint of bhagwan's own swarupa bhagwan's own nature and both of those are talked about in the taittiriya upanishad first we have what is that satyam gnanam anantam brahma यो अल्टिमेट ओके ठीक है बिग डील यू नो वॉट इज दिस ब्रह्मन आई शुड नो बिकॉज इफ ब्रह्मन इज अनदर थिंग इन द यूनिवर्स दैट्स नॉट गोइंग टू गिव मी द अल्टीमेट सो द डेफिनेशन ऑफ ब्रह्मन इज गिवन फ्रॉम इट्स ओन स्टैंड पॉइंट फ्रॉम द ट्रांसेंडेंटल स्टैंड पॉइंट सत्यम ज्ञानम अनंतम दैट विच इज द बेसिस ऑफ ऑल एग्जिस्टेंस दैट विच इज ऑल नॉलेज एंड दैट विच इज लिमिटलेसलीमिटलेसली एग्जिस्टेंट दिस इज द डेफिनेशन from its own standpoint this is what we call transcendental and then what in the very next chapter of the same upanishad yato va imani bhuta nijayante ye najata nijivanti yat prayanti abhisamvishanti iti this is the second definition from the second standpoint of the status of bhagavan as the creator of the universe because you cannot pray to sachidananda it's you It's the same you. 
you cannot pray to sachidananda so you pray to what sachidananda plus the ability to create the ability to sustain and the ability to resolve unto itself plus that power that ability is called shakti maya shakti so therefore god is never a he it's always she he yeah in fact if you just say she it is enough because inside she he is included see yeah that's how it is it's fantastic yatah yasmat karanat from which cause imani bhutani jayante all these beings come into existence yena jatani jivanti from which everything that is born is sustained by which power yat prayanti unto which they all go back when their time is up so to speak tat vijignyasasva this is what you know this is what he is told bhrigu is told by his father varuna please go and enquire into this brahman that you know so this is the definition from what is called in english the immanent standpoint so the immanent and the transcendental this makes releases bhagwan from this whole good bad dichotomy wonderfully so bhagwan doesn't become partake of this dichotomy and if you ask bhagwan did you create this dichotomy bhagwan always has an out yes and no and same thing lord krishna uses this in the fourth chapter did you create this uh, fourfold hierarchy in human beings and bhagwan gives the typical answer chatur varnyam maya srishtam guna karma vibhagashah tasya kartaram api mam vidhi and then what akartaram avyayam i am the karta yes but you made of it what you did <laughs> i am not responsible for that i am essentially akarta but from the standpoint of the jagat i don a hat called karta hat jagat karta jagat dharta jagat samharta in various hats one is brahma hat vishnu hat <laughs> shiva hat those are all hats essentially my hatless nature is sachidananda which is actually your hatless nature you also wear hats o jiva so what kind of hats does the jiva wear sad hat you know frightened hat confused hat most of the time that is the regular one the daily hat is the confused hat bemused hat frightened hat sad hat mad hat these are the hats you take away the hats on this side you take away the hats on that side what is it it is sachidananda wearing different hats one set of hats it is called bhagavan another head set of hat it is this sad jiva full of peeves peeva that's all this is what the whole thing is that is why the tradition is just so you know brimming with this knowledge that this is why one can get released from samsara because of the appreciation of the the two different aspects or the natures of bhagavan one that comes and goes the the immanent because in between the two cycles of creation the immanent form is not there because there is no jagat and then the transcendental as i alone both of them help me to see that this whole ignorance etc 
is 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 not really having a hold over me this is why the redemption is possible not after death in our tradition jeevan mukti right here right now i can be totally free this is the whole teaching you know which we have encapsulated in a small way but we'll encounter it more and more so that's enough of an introduction for now so we'll enter into the text with a normal normally there is a prayer and everybody knows this prayer so we will chant it and then enter into the text om ganana anpa ganapati gumhava mahe kavenka vinam pamashravastamam ज्येष्ठराजं ब्रह्मणां ब्रह्मणस्पत आनशृण्वन्नोतिभिस्सीदसाधनम् ओम महागणपतये नमः नेचुरली वी थिंक दिस इज अ प्रेयर टू लॉर्ड गणपति करेक्ट in order to ward off the obstacles in this study or in this learning of the chant but it is not so you know om gananam tvam ganapatim habamahi here the ganas are various groups of created objects or you know things group is called gana so the the prayer is to parmeshwara the creator of the universe o you who is the pati the lord of all created things hawamahi we invoke it's a collective prayer we invoke you twa gananam twa ganapatim hawamahi we invoke you o lord of all creation the lord that has created everything in this universe and occupied everything also you we invoke and who are you kavim kavinam kavihi kavi means someone who has an imagination is called kavi you know a very prosaic person cannot write poetry even modern poetry which just has few words <laughs> you know Uh, even for that you need a little bit of a creative imagination you need to be able to see more than what is there you know you know if the uh, if a very unimaginative person looks at the daffodils they'll say oh just a bunch of flowers but you show the same daffodil to wordsworth you know he has a he has a moment of oneness right there because he is able to see beyond just the yellow flowers that are there and you show the same daffodils to frost another poet and for wordsworth it becomes a it becomes a treatise on permanence of bhagwan and for robert frost it becomes a treatise on impermanence fair daffodils we weep to see you haste away so soon he says even the morning sun has not arisen and you know you are already gone you are so transient and you know and then for wordsworth he just sees them multiplying 10000 i see at a glance 
and he says there is no i don't know where i begin where i end and you begin he has a certain you know that is what is called kavi the one who is able to see beyond the obvious the one who is blessed with a creative imagination duradarshi who can see forward is also called kavi and the lord is also called kavi because how much the bhagwan has bhagwan has to see in order to create how much planning my god and here it's not just kavi kavi naam api kavi like you say the king of kings the poet of all poets all the local poets what do what are they you know we from our standpoint we can we can uh, eulogize and praise wordsworth you know from bhagwan's standpoint you know, yes he used some words and they are worth something that's all you know but bhagwan's standpoint it's just nothing so kavim kavina because in this jagat we see bhagwan's poetry we see the poetic imagination of bhagwan in every sunrise in every sunset in the way the world is organized in the way the moon comes out in the way the trees are there and how the wind blows the music of the wind whistling through the trees we see the poetry of bhagwan the whole jagat is a you know spreading landscape of poetry and to that poet of the unsurpassed poet you know who is able to craft this whole universe the universe is the poetry of bhagwan the expression of the universe is the kavita of bhagwan and bhagwan therefore is kavinam api kavihi the king of poets the you know the, the one who puts an end to all poetry competition and then who are you upamashravastamam it's a very interesting and a complicated compound yeah shrava means you know heard you know that which is heard upamashravastamam means the one whose fame is heard more than anything else kavim kavinam upamashravastamam shravastamaha means the the it's the uh, superlative the one who's who is the most famous and whose fame is heard how is the fame heard through upama upamiyate anaya iti upama that through which something is compared is called upama and his you know his fame is is heard everywhere is described everywhere through upama upama means what not what you have for breakfast yeah upama means it's a figure of speech simile through various similes these upamas are wonderful because you know you have to when you describe bhagwan we use all these things we say you are like the lightning 
you are the sun your eyes are the sun and the moon and you know that's what like if you look at uh, purusha sukta very poetic and there also what what is described you know you who is whose eyes are the sun and the moon are your eyes nakshatrani roopam like this you know uh, we describe through various similes and the similes because we are short we we have our limitations and the similes also have their limitations in describing the limitless but still we try so the one who is known through various figures of speech and the figure of speech called upama the one who is known through many similes and then what jyeshtha rajam jyeshtha means the most senior person there the one that was there in the beginning of the universe before creation the witness of the creation and rajate the one who is the self shining i it shines as i this consciousness is being talked about so when you say kavin kavina you are invoking the immanent aspect jyeshtha rajam you know jyeshtha rajam brahmanam brahmanam here means the ones who know bhagavan the ones who know brahman among them the most senior one the one that was there even before the creation the one who shines as the self and brahmanaspate even though we say brahmanaspata it's brahmanaspate it's the fourth case unto you brahmanaspate means the the lord of the vedas the lord of the vedas jeshtarajam brahmanam brahmanaspate and there is one a anash anash shrinvan that a doesn't belong there it's a poetic thing it should go with seedha aasida sadhanam yeah even though we say anash shrinvan utibhisi dasadhanam actually nah shrinvan utibhi aasida sadhanam that is how the thing is that ah we don't really split because it's part of the aasida it's a it's a upasarga upasarga means it's a prefix you don't split the prefix but this is a vedic usage so it is allowed so nah shrinvan you know our praises our you know talk about you please hear our talk about you because that's what the rudram is all about it's a description of bhagavan and here we are imperfectly trying to describe that which is perfect from our own minds which are fallible so we require your blessings please come aasida please come and sit in your rightful place please occupy your rightful place as you listen to our praises what is the rightful place aasida sadhanam sadhanam your home is here 
this is your home so i am invoking bhagwan through this prayer and inviting bhagwan to occupy the heart so where was bhagwan all this time before i invited said asida huh there then why i have to invite that which is already there because of my you know yeah because of my buddhi in my buddhi bhagwan is not there <laughs> bhagwan is there but in my buddhi i am separated from bhagwan so i make this elaborate welcome mat i put out for one that is already abiding you know this is why you know shiva needs parvati because this is when he says look at these people what are they doing parvati says don't worry give them a break it's okay we know they are like that so therefore the 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 whole thing is so beautiful is that my own separation i am acknowledging my alienation i am acknowledging and i have the temerity to say come and sit when bhagwan is already seated because i don't know that bhagwan is seated so therefore i make an elaborate ritual of welcoming bhagwan into my heart of course 2 minutes later i'll forget bhagwan is there again but at least for now i make the attempt to start off on the right foot by saying asida sadhanam come and occupy my heart o you occupier of the whole jagat and listen to your glories you know that are going to be unfolded why should bhagwan listen to his glories ah ah bhagwan listens to his glories because bhagwan is free of conceit bhagwan will not get a swollen head yeah it's like you know a child telling some big philosopher oh you are so great a fourth fourth great child telling adi shankara you are a great vedantin you know <laughs> you know it doesn't mean anything so from similarly from our ignorance we are saying you are great bhagwan is not flattered because the limitless is not subject to flattery because the limitless when you tell the limitless you are limitless it says yeah it's a fact <laughs> that's correct you are all glorious yes that's also correct you are wonderful okay yeah fine you are all you know all knowing yeah that's true and <laughs> you know there is no flattery there why because bhagwan doesn't have antakarna it's the antakarna that is subject to ahankara and flattery antakarna means the the mind oh you mean bhagwan is mindless no it is all knowledge abiding without the limiting adjunct or upadhi of the mind so all knowledge so therefore there that ahankara that ego will not be there so therefore you can you can praise bhagwan without worrying that you will give bhagwan a big swollen head so therefore here this prayer is not so much to invoke bhagwan as much as to you know as to uh, for myself to abide in the right attitude before i commence this chant and this study it's for me for my own reason i abide in this 
because otherwise with the mind being so scattered and fearful i'm not able to focus the prayer starts with a simple uh, invocation after this this is for me to have the right attitude after this there is one sentence which is not seen as the the first mantra it is just another invocation and what is that om namo bhagavate rudraya repeat Om Namo Bhagavate Rudraya Yeah and so here i'm invoking bhagavan as rudra rudra means the one who makes everyone cries one who makes everyone cry rudir ashru vimochane this is the root verb one who to shed tears rodayati sarvan makes everyone cry iti rudraha very interesting here is bhagavan i am saying namaha to the bhagavan that makes me cry perfect how does bhagavan make me cry ಕರ್ಮಫಲಾಗವಾನ್ಸ್ಟ್ಮ and when that karma comes because i don't remember what i did in the last life bhagavan becomes an easy person to blame and say you are a rudra you make me cry why are you making me cry conveniently i have forgotten what all i did which all the actions that went against dharma i have conveniently forgotten i don't want to remember them also because in between were birds you know maya out of great what is that compassion has put a thick veil you know already this one lifetimes of guilt and hurt i cannot handle imagine if you remembered all the people you disregarded in the previous life think about it life becomes unbearable all the people you ignored all the people you were afraid of all the people you you because of your fear you defend you became very defensive and did all kinds of things to all of them you just imagine you can sit on the stairs okay so all of them and all the people you did not take care of you know already with regard to one set of parents there is so much guilt imagine all the parents in all the lives you know then life you won't get out of from under the covers so therefore mother maya out of great compassion puts a big veil in between the janmas and therefore what happens i don't know what i did correct 
and so when the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune see these are not uh, uh, these are shakespeare's words in hamlet and i always say that shakespeare must have read shri rudram because here <laughs> you know namaste rudram anyava utot ishave namaha namaste astu dhanvane bahubhyam utate namaha namaha to your arrows slings and arrows of outrageous fortune <laughs> coming at me because i feel it as an arrow why because once you release the arrow you know there is a wonderful thing in the viveka chudamani there is a wonderful example you know vyagra buddhya vyagra buddhya visrishtam banam the arrow that was released because this fellow was there in the in the woods and he heard some rustling sound behind the trees he couldn't see what it was immediately he got afraid and released the arrow in the direction where the noise was coming from you know the arrow of course hit the target and he was expecting a roar he just heard one moo it was a cow yeah so as soon as he saw it was a cow you know he tried to recall the arrow you know now first what he did he have vyagra buddhi vyagra buddhi means there is a tiger there oh my god danger then he had go buddhi because when he investigated poor thing was just a simple harmless cow then if you say come back arrow is it going to come back no so karma phala is like an arrow which is avashyam bhavi always hits the target you cannot duck it you cannot you know avoid it you can only be prayerful so here bhagavan is called rudra because he makes me cry because so many arrows and each person's body mind sense complex feels like a dart board because all these arrows thrown by bhagavan you know released every day so many duritas start unfolding even the sun is not risen already one wakes up you know in a bad mood one durita stomach upset another durita something is not right third one then take go to take a bath okay water is not coming okay one more thing like this the whole day these duritas keep unfolding keep unfolding keep unfolding and in this unfoldment there can be two fold cause of uh, you know tapa one is physical correct physically i am having uncomfortable situations but because we are human beings the physical seeps into the mental and emotional we are not able to keep it in one place so physical theek hai but immediately i start saying why me why this is happening to me why not somebody else and it has so loss sorrow tragedy all these things keep happening so this is how this is why it is called rudra the one who makes you cry by one derivation of course sanskrit means there should be some alternative meanings otherwise no fun by another definition what is that the one who wipes away the pain and the tears what is this sadistic bhagwan you know he pinches you know pinches the child and then rocks the cradle also <laughs> pinch the baby makes it cry and then rocks the cradle and makes it sleep and you know be not afraid 
so by this second derivation rutam dravayati ruta here means pain mental pain emotional pain physical pain all kinds of pain so this is hanky bhagavan first makes you cry <laughs> and then gives you hanky you know to to dry off your tears this is rudra both you know because the one who gives the karma phala has the power to what neutralize it or mitigate it if if it is prabala prarabdha if it is a difficult prarabdha to mitigate it at least it's very fantastic so this bhagavan you know knows when to fire the arrow and when to put bring out the box of kleenex yeah both of them appropriately done to the ones who say namaste astu bhagavan kleenex comes out and uh, to the ones who say you know that i am defiant i am you know you you are mean to me i am just going to be my in living in my way the arrows continue to there is a barrage of arrows to the same bhagavan there is no contradiction this is why the transcendental aspect we have to understand there is no contradiction how can the same bhagavan who fires the arrow can also give out the hanky same reason because that power is there the power to transform the karma is there my own karma when i see and when i say this that this is this is the whole uh, this is very beautiful very beautiful when i see this then bhagavan i am able to relate to bhagavan and so rudraya namaha and the word om in the beginning it's used in all vedic prayers avati rakshati iti om avati means what protects rakshati protects so the the protective factor that which protects is called om a sound of blessing because it is believed that when this crea- creation came lord brahma ji seeing what all he had done was very pleased with himself and two words came out of his mouth om atha so the, those two become mangala vachya those two words have become the the embodiment of auspiciousness omkarascha atha shabdascha vavetau brahmanah pura kantham bhitva viniryatau tasman mangalika ubhau tasmat mangalikau ubhau both of them are you know indicative of auspiciousness so this prayer of course has to begin auspiciously i don't want to start off on a lame note or an inauspicious note so therefore what do i say om namo namaha namaha becomes namo because it is followed by a soft consonant om namaha namaha means from nam to salute my salutations my namaskar my surrender to whom rudraya who is this rudra bhagavate bhagavate is the fourth case of the word bhagavan bhagavan means what huh the one who who has bhaga like we have balavan 
वन हु हैज बला धनवान वन हु नेवर एडमिट्स टू बीइंग सो एंड भगवान द वन हु हैज भगा भगा हियर इज अ वर्ड व्हिच ट्रेडिशनली टेक्निकली इज अ टेक्निकल डेफिनेशन व्हिच इंक्लूड्स सिक्स फोल्ड वर्चुज इन द कंप्लीट मेजर फुल मेजर what do we have here you know samagram jnanam all knowing knowing everything and we also have knowledge but you cannot say i am all knowing unless you are a teenager when you are a teenager you can say i am all knowing they believe that also so but other than that everyone knows i am not all knowing you know every knowledge is just very limited and finite you are not all knowing bhagwan knows everything you can say i am sarvagnya and you know there is a kind of a very what is that there is a, a grandfather clause you can say i am sarvagnya because what is this sarvagnya all knowing how can i dare say i am all knowing what is all all means you know things i don't know plus things i know constitute all do i know what i know yes do i know that there are many things i don't know yes i know that i don't know correct so therefore i can say i am sarvagnya <laughs> this is allowed in the tradition but you can never agnyani can say i am sarvagnya but you can never say i am sarvavit sarvavit means knows everything specifically i don't know that bhagwan knows that so samagram gnanam and then samagram yashas yashas means fame one is famous in one's own household correct yeah and then sometimes you know one is famous because one has done a few things you can google yourself and see you know <laughs> so and uh, so you can see how famous you are but even in google you know it it will uh, it will only go up to a few pages after that it will say i have exhausted the search correct yeah so but bhagwan is uh, is not uh, is is not uh, like that the one who is all known well known everywhere that is the second one the third one samagram viryam viryam means the capacity to start sustain and close shop when is needed when needed that is called viryam samarthyam But what do we do? You know, sometimes people are good at starting. Some people are very good at starting endeavors. They will start very quickly. You ask them to continue. No, they cannot. You have to outsource it to continue. Some people say, "You start it and give it to me. I'll run it." But I can't start it. And some other people are blessed directly by Rudra, and they can only end the enterprise. you don't want to have them in your company you know <laughs> one intended you know you don't want them around because they will just bring a close they are like the they are blessed with the ayu uh, you know this ayudha ayudha means what the weapon of the wrecking ball the, the figurative wrecking ball of every enterprise you know you just call them when you want to dissolve something that is what they will quickly do it no problem but they cannot do anything else so that is how it is but bhagwan single handedly same you know puts forth the universe 
sustains the universe and takes it back also when it is time samagram viryam and then what samagra samagram aishwaryam yeah aishwaryam is overlordship all the time that's how the word ishvara comes ishu palane the one who lords vara varach means always always the overlord and what about you know the people in 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 the mortal realm overlord with regard to one's employee lorded by the boss correct with regard to employee you are isha yes we have to meet these targets you have to produce this you have to give it back to me on such and such a date and no later than that in fact you were late last time so this time you know there will be consequences you are isha next minute you know the boss calls come into my room anisha <laughs> immediately but that which never becomes anisha is called bhagavan this is what it is samagram aishwarya and then samagra shrihi shri means all resources everything belongs to bhagavan lakshmi of all forms starting with material to happiness everything belongs to bhagavan so lakshmi belongs to vishnu don't think she belongs to you yeah she is only visiting she is only sitting and visiting in the spare room that's all as soon as you start thinking she belongs to me she runs away to vishnu that's what happens and then samagram gyanam we did vairagya yeah vairagya vairagya means not attached to the shri that one commands we also have vairagya towards small things things that we have outgrown like dolls marbles you know toy trucks we have full vairagya you see your grandchildren children playing with a toy truck you don't feel like snatching it from them and saying mine you can't have it that is vairagya certain other things you don't have vairagya but bhagavan has vairagya towards everything that is why you can make 108 modaks and offer and after that you count there will be 108 left yeah that is how if bhagavan also started to eat a few nobody will make 108 you say i'll make one enough <laughs> that's how it is magram vairagyam last one balam all kinds of strength you know so this is what is called bhaga so bhaga asya asti iti bhagavan all knowing all you know power all might all gnanam all shri all ability and all fame all overlordship this is what makes bhagavan this is what we have just described is the clothing of bhagavan owned by sachidananda atma when this atma gets into this bhaga cloak it becomes bhagavan so unto that bhagavan unto that bhagavan bhagavate rudraya the one who is the cause of my pain and also the aspirin of my pain <laughs> namaha i salute namaste rudra manyava namaste
ಭೂತೋತ ಇಷವೇ ನಮಃ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ರುದ್ರಮನ್ಯವ ಉತೋತ ಇಷವೇ ನಮಃ ವೆರಿ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈನ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಅಸ್ತು ಬಾಹುಭ್ಯ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಅಸ್ತು ಬಾಹುಭ್ಯ ಹಾಂ ಓ ಧನ್ವನೆ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈನ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಸೈಡ್ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಅಸ್ತು ಧನ್ವನೆ ಬಾಹುಭ್ಯಾತೆ ನಮಃ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಅಸ್ತು ಧನ್ವನೆ ಬಾಹುಭ್ಯಾತೆ ನಮಃ ಲೈಕ್ ಅ ಹ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಔಟ್ ದಟ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇನ್ ವೆನ್ ಯು ಸ್ಪ್ಲಿಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಚಾಂಟ್ ಐ ಯು ನೋ ಯು ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರ್ ವೇರ್ ಯು ಸ್ಟಾಪ್ ಯಾ yeah these those are called swaras you have to learn how to do it because if you don't learn how to do it it is difficult to difficult to uh, you know uh, learn on the fly but uh, you can learn there are uh, cds where they are so there are three marks uh, th- three swaras actually four if you count uh, all of them the, the one with the underline is called you know anudatta anudatta means it goes a little low you know like namaste rudra manyava that ma goes a little you know it's an undertone sanskrit is a tonal language so manyava so manyave then that is the anudatta then you have udatta which is that line you know yeah no the the one without yeah the one with the line on top the vertical line yeah namaste you know when you say that namaste like that and then you have what is called swarita swarita is two vertical lines i'll see if i can find an example yeah here here is one in the 12th mantra second line there is an example of swarita ನಾರ್ಮಲ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ದ ನಾರ್ಮಲ್ ಒನ್ ಯು ನೋ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಕೌಂಟೆಡ್ ಎಸ್ ಅ ಸ್ವರ ಬಟ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಸೇ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ದಿ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ದ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲರ್ ಟೋನ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದೇರ್ ಸೊ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ Uh, you know that is the one who who takes away the pain and the one who is the cause of my pain also the cause of my pain the one who takes away pain namaste you know om namo bhagavate rudraya namaste rudra manyave we'll just see the meaning tomorrow we'll take it up in detail it's not manyava it is manyave but because of sandhi it is because of certain rules it is that manyaho means anger you see here is the terrified child the terrified inner child playing praying to the all knowing one and saying i am afraid of your anger i just now told you bhagwan doesn't have you know what antakarna or a mind correct 
which is limiting the knowledge so how can the emotion of anger be there but that is how the child the inner child is seeing this and the frightened being is praying and saying i am afraid of your anger because my own karma phala karma phala means my own fruits of action i have transferred on to you and i am thinking of it as an angry outburst of arrows from you so this is what it is you know and manyave namaha utoth also in what what is namaha ishave the 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 issue means to your arrows to your arrows also i salute i salute those arrows that are coming at me because i am afraid of them we'll pick it up tomorrow same time 8 o'clock and then on the weekdays again we will have it from 7 to 8 ओम पूर्णमद पूर्णमद पूर्णा पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम एनी क्वेश्चंस आर देयर yeah what is that one yeah that one rodayati so rodayati sarva yeah no he screams because of that daksha yagya and all that he screams because of the ah yeah 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 no but the thing is we don't we don't give that credence because for two reasons one is that when you have the original texts which are re- revealed and then the puranas which are man made so to speak the 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 uh, um, the, the the first one the shruti becomes baliyan so that is so that is one reason we don't bring this into into the picture at all and second reason is also because we have a place for stories and mythology we we accommodate that uh, but in you when you when you have these kinds of vedic prayers they operate on the transcendental level so uh, so that they are not so much caught into some stories of uh, you know uh, the stories are for understanding the glory so when brahma became angry but here when we say that that is at a different level that's at the level of teaching children that's at the level of teaching adults who are not understanding who are incapable of understanding this so we say you know vishnu became angry brahma became angry and rudra came out screaming and you know there are so many rudras and all these things we have a way to communicate this vision to the people who are not understanding it and that's at a very different level than what we are discussing here here we are talking about the reality from the standpoint of the reality of what is and so that is what this uh, upanishad rudra upanishad is talking about so therefore those uh, derivations are not discussed 
and uh, they will not you know come into it's not that they are not accepted it's they are just not even coming to the picture it this from this standpoint you won't even see that happening so therefore yeah yeah but maheshwara is a different uh, it doesn't mean destroyer no ah. yeah ah. yes he is full yes yeah so there is no brahma yeah he is yeah yeah that's what it is three phase yes yes correct you can no you can investigate there is no problem but there's just from different standpoints and functions you know so rudra and then shiva the shiva is a saumya roopa all these we say but the thing is it's all from the standpoint of the frightened individual and the contented individual the contented individual will later say i'll show you where this is very interesting so the one who says i'm so afraid of you i'm frightened of you help me save me later on is going to say in the same anuvaka we'll see it where is that somewhere it will come i'm not able to put my finger on it uh, uh, right now it's not very far yeah shivam babhuva te dhanuhu where is that shivam babhuva te dhanuhu yeah yeah before that shiva saravyaya where is that Ah, fourth one. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yata ishu shivatama shivam babhuvate dhanuhu. You know, you have you have become you have made this. So you 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 have become beautiful to look at. Same one, the same person was frightened in the first verse. Oh my God, what are you doing to me? And now, oh you beautiful one, oh you auspicious one. so the standpoint is from my own fear and my own contentment the various aspects and forms and function they have nothing to do with the objective reality what is is bhagavan but that bhagavan i cannot relate to except from my own limitations you know of happiness or of the alternating things or when i am contented i say okay now you are all right i can look at you yeah you had a question no it means both one who makes everyone cry the one who takes uh, takes away also yeah okay daphne i'll see you tomorrow yeah go yeah oh, who would who wipes away the tears as well rutam dravayati iti rudra and rodayati sarvan iti api rudra yeah rudraksha that is different that is again a puranic story that is because of that whole uh, daksha yagya that went wrong and then you know all these uh, 
so there are many versions of it which depending on what you you know do so rudraksha is seen as the some some people say it's the sweat of rudra doing tandava dance and some people say it's the blood some people say it's tears all these things so those tears formed into these which you wear as the mala that is for bhavana and bhakti but from this level we are only talking about what is yeah not so much connected with the stories that's why here later on nilagrivaya sahasrakshaya it will come so nilagriva you cannot bring in the by the same token i'm i'm telling in advance it mean we may not get to as far as that in this visit but when we get there immediately the idea will come nilagriva the one who swallowed hala hala but that is belonging to the story that's on a different level here nilagriva means the one the, the for whom space is the throat nilagriva the sky is your throat that's all we have to take you can't mix the levels yeah this is channeled by a sage yeah yeah on behalf of everyone who needs this huh yeah different rishis but uh, some well, there is one rishi throughout but then there are different rishis not each anuva in each anuva ka there is a there is a, each mantra has another invocatory mantra and then that has an explanation and that has some phalas we are not going to be doing all that we'll only t- stick to this text and then the rishi's name sometimes is given and sometimes is not given so like that so yeah you see yeah, yeah. krishna and shukla both so fantastic so is awesome yes yes swaras are different but uh, both places yes little part of bheda is there but it is uh, similar very similar other questions ha huh? yes the within bhakti the, the manifestation of bhakti is love what else no no i didn't say that i didn't say you should not be afraid you know that is uh, not something we can avoid if one is afraid if you tell the person don't be afraid they'll be more afraid so i didn't say that what i said is that it's a form even fear can be sanctified and converted into a form of bhakti yeah until it resolves into bhakti because it's it's all it's not separate from bhakti because that's where the person is yeah Huh? Yeah, but why kamsa means? Yeah, not so much kamsa. That would not be a very good example. We can have some other example. We can. We don't even need a, another example. We have all of us right here. So we can just say that when we relate to Bhagavan, when the uh, ordinary person relates to Bhagavan, what comes out in the beginning is fear. and that fear is very beautifully sanctified given a little venting and then you know uh it resolves that fear you see kamsa was not a devotee neither was hiranyakashipu they were just afraid but we are talking of a potential devotee who is very frightened yeah that's what 
anything else? Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Om Namah Shivaya.